Yes. Holy Spirit, thank you for grace. Thank you for the Word of the Lord. I just thank you, Lord. You're the genius. You're the creator. We just thank you. Let, let the, 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 the Rima quickened Word of God be manifest today. And I just thank you. Your Word goes forth like a hammer. It breaks all demonic structures and I thank you it goes forward like a fire and it burns up all the, the things that are trying to impede the manifestation of the kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, uh, I've got all these uh, data points and I'm standing on the edge of the stage and the Lord says, I want you to do this at the beginning and then this and I'm like, Lord, it's like putting alphabet soup in a blender. But it will, it will make sense. So I want to start... Um, uh, with something that's sort of been a, a whisper in the spirit this week especially, and I spoke about it on a podcast yesterday and God just turned up. But then during the week, um, Luke, one of our interns, had a dream and I want to read it out because at the moment is that I do remember when you had the global financial crisis 2008-ish. And what happened it's very interesting, some people went, nothing changed. And some people went through a lot of hardship. <clears throat> and so they called it a two-paced economy. You can actually, uh, there can be something happening in society, in the spirit and atmospherically and in the natural where it's two-paced. It's two-paced where it's, people are going through some stuff. And at the moment, what we are seeing is the, the haves are having more and the have-nots are having less. And that's being engineered. And so what we have to do is we have to learn how to tap into God's supply, God's plan, and what He actually is decreeing over us continually. So I want to start by sharing this dream that Luke had. <clears throat> it says, uh, I walked into an antique store, walked up to the counter, uh, and there was a small box. As I opened it, it was filled with old Australian coins, sort of like brown pennies. I rummaged through the box and saw an old coin that looked exactly like a 50 cent piece. As I saw it, I knew I had to get it. I looked at the coin and on the front was the date 1951. There was a woman in the store who came up next to me and she was also shopping in the, in the, in the store. All of a sudden she wanted the coin because she knew I wanted it. And I found her a bit annoying, okay. <laughs> How you feel in dreams is important. Uh, I grabbed the coin and purchased it uh, knowing it was special. Then I walked up to a table and placed the coin down. The coin then morphed into two large books. This was the perk of owning the coin on, and both the books, the heading on the front of them was again the date 1951. And so he, uh, Luke felt the two books could represent two different timelines but he remembers one colour of the books was deep royal red so what i find interesting is that 50 as we know represents jubilee which is amazing and so you luke did some research why 1951 and i feel that there's a few significant things and i want to tie this into what god is doing now is that uh, we know that we had federation in 1901 where Australia, all the states became incorporated and then, you, you, well not incorporated, under the federal government. And so that's 50 years from there, which is Jubilee. And I'm gonna explain Jubilee in a, in a moment. But then also what else happened in 1951? That was the signing 
of the ANZUS Alliance, of our connection with uh, um, New Zealand officially and the United States. That's very, who knows that's very, very significant. Also too, there were some things happening in the, the High Court of Australia around the dissolution, the dissolution or the challenging of the Communist Party. So you've got these three key elements and there are other ones, but I feel these are the main ones. It's at the moment there, is, there are alliances that are being stretched and challenged and changed. Especially you have like, uh, who's, who's ever heard of the five eyes? Who's ever, the, yeah, well, it's pretty much, it's the sharing of intelligence between America, UK, Canada, Australia, New Zealand. So there's a, 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 quite a high level of clearance. And what's, what's really important is that when something happens in one of the five eye countries, there's a chance and it could leaven out and go into other countries within that alliance. And so that's why we tend to keep up to speed with news in these other countries. Um, you know, in Canada at the moment, pretty much they've invoked martial law. Who's aware of this? Okay, so they can freeze accounts at their discretion. They have plenary powers where really they do not have to take anything to court. They can freeze people's accounts. They can freeze platforms to raise money. It's really hectic. And, and, and so you've got... I just, I look at history right now. I look at history. Now, I know there are a lot of believers in Christ involved in what's happening in Canada with those, uh, uh, those truckers. And, 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 and they weren't allowed to, I mean, what's happening is amazing. You've got this, um, uh, I think they weren't allowed to have fuel. So everyone's going into the capital, Ottawa, with fuel cans. Who's seen that? You've got to love it. And so, and then, you know, I remember, who remembers that I think last year the Lord speaking to me, we're praying for revival or believing for revival, of course, but preceding that is revolution. Who remembers that? We're seeing this happening all around the world. We're seeing a revolution. And it's got to be grassroots. It's got to happen individually in your home. It can't just be a corporate entity, corporate reality. And Rachel was telling me that this thing with the trackers is going all the way to Israel, to Jerusalem. Yeah. Who, who think that's amazing? They're going in, I think there's four ways to go in and they're, we're, we're talking, this is a grass roots reality. And you have, you literally, like if you were talking about any sort of a, a, a measuring a, a stick of decency or, or democratic principles, You'd go, okay, so you've got, you know, mums and dads, you've got the, in Ottawa, you've got jumping castles. I mean, they've got the same thing in Wellington at the moment, okay? Jumping castles and, and face painting. And, and, and what's happening is these governments, especially Canada, are calling them neo-Nazis, white supremacists, anti-vax. We're talking, we are seeing historic times. Are we going to be in Christ on the right side of history or are we just going to, Look out for ourselves. Because right now, God is looking for people to connect with a cause way greater than their own personal need. It's really, really important. You know, um, I said it on the podcast yesterday, so I might as well say it now. I was praying about a, a lot of, I, I'll, just say, I'll just say people in church. And uh, I was actually, actually um, then I, later in the day, I was chilling out. And... I heard the Lord say to me, the word of the Lord came to me. And the word of the Lord was this. The Lord said, 
Now, this is for Australia, but it can be applied to New Zealand and other places. He said, darkness has manifested in this country in such a way that it's demanded or make it made a demand for people to pick a side. And then the Lord said to me, but most in the body have chosen their own side. In other words, I don't want, I want to stay under the radar. I don't want to make waves. This might not be good for my church. This might not be good. And God can't move through that. You know, Joshua went into battle and the first thing he said, he brought the Lord in through his personal paradigm of need and alliance. He said, so the captain, the Lord of hosts, he says, are you for us or for our enemies? And the Lord said, no. But as the captain of the Lord of hosts, I have come. We've got to make sure that we are with him as opposed to him being obsessive, him being for us. We already know he is, but are we for him in Jesus' name? Can someone say amen? And this is something that, 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 that in Australia, we, have, we, we, we wait till the bandwagon comes because we don't like being committed. Because <laughs> that's risky. What we have to do is we have to worship the Lord and look Him in the face and say, Lord, what are you saying? What are you showing me and what are you doing? Because that's the safest place. It's called Psalm 91. I've been to, very, I've been to many dangerous places in the world, but I was in the will of God. I've been in Southern Philippines where they shot at me and attempted to kidnap me. I've been, I've been in a meeting uh, where, where, where the, the, the uh, um, not the Politburo, the, the KGB were watching the meeting and, and they took uh, uh, someone six weeks, uh, you know, it was Vladivostok, six weeks prior, they took people, for, someone in for questioning. We were fl- we've been, I've flown in over uh, uh, Bay, uh, Beijing and, and like all of a sudden I'm just relaxing and, 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 and someone, someone alerted me, his name's Daryl, that there was a fighter jet on the wing. Who knows that's interesting? You know, all of a sudden he's sort of like, and it's sort of like, I'm like, oh my goodness. And it was like, I, I, I don't know if we were going over North Korea or I can't remember. But what happens is this, is that God is my helper, what can man do to me? And when we actually start to align with what he is saying and doing, then we actually start to see the supply of grace. I'll just say this, get your concordance out and look up the word coward and then how God feels about that. (laughs) Serious. And you go, I'm too scared to. No, anyway, so I... This is what's exciting, but there it's like a two-paced economy. We have to make sure we're in Him because Jesus is passionate about people going to hell. Jesus is passionate about people losing their businesses and going through mental health and the breakdown generationally. Jesus is passionate about us indoctrinating future generations of young people to be in a system of enslavement. Jesus is passionate about His kingdom being established on earth, way more passionate than just our personal need. Lord, I shrunk the kingdom. I brought it to the bandwidth of my feels. And he says, if we seek first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness, all these things will be added. And so we're in a two-paced economy. So this, this dream talks about jubilee and it talks about there's two sides and both are in a crimson red, which is blood, uh, blood bought, blood washed. And in those times, there, there are alliances, there's federation. Again, you know, you, the, all, the, all the engineered irony. 
We're going to change it. Australia, we are uh, one and free. We've never been less one and we've never been less free. And so it's time for God's people to not necessarily become, you know, an agitator, protester. Protesting, protesting only goes so far. Protesting is really powerful just before elections, but not as powerful post-elections. Who's found that out? And we got that this year. That's one of the reasons we're saying, I don't advocate for what these, the major parties have done, but in Jesus' name, join a major party. In Jesus' name. Because what happens is protesting, yes, that is the domain of Protestants. You know you're a good Protestant if you know how to protest. But most Protestants go, I don't, I don't agree with that teaching or doctrine. We'll come up with something better and manifest fruit. We actually have to, we're, 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 the Lord wants a revolution in this nation because it's happening all around the world. Who thinks that's exciting? Seriously. We don't know, we don't know, you know, how many of those truckers and their, uh, their believers and all that sort of stuff. So just quickly, I just want to do a quick poll. Uh, put up your hand if, if uh, uh, when there was that massive gathering in Canberra, you went there. Who was there in Canberra like this? Okay, we have someone. Okay, now put up your hand if you were also baptising people in water in the front of the parliament. Oh, we haven't, but Jackie, Jackie, can you come and quickly share? <laughs> just, <laughs> just, <laughs> just tell us what happened. There you go. Hallelujah. God is moving in our beautiful, great Southland. Amen. <laughs> so we had a Saturday week ago, we had, actually it was reported 1.4 million cars came into Canberra over that uh, few day period, um, which was about 10 days ago. And so it was amazing. The rocks are crying out. You know, the rocks are really crying out in our great Southland. We need to see a move of the Holy Spirit. But people are yearning for freedom and they don't know what true freedom and liberty is. And so people came from all over Australia, from Western Australia, all the way up the Northern Territory, Queensland. Some people came even from Tasmania and it's people from South Australia. And so there were people there just hungry for freedom, but in a worldly way. And the Lord showed us actually to uh, bring a baptismal tank. So we rocked up with a baptismal pool. It was amazing. And we went out actually, first we went and ministered at all the camps. Like Camp Epic was literally like a spiritual Woodstock. And there's some words actually that Bob Jones spoke over Australia about a spiritual Woodstock and that there would be a thousand people saved every day in this revival. Yeah. And so what we did, we just went out, we led so many people to Jesus. I actually saw a shaman repent and give his life to Jesus Christ. Came toe to toe with many Satanists, but Jesus Christ is Lord. And they tried to tell me that there's many ways to God, but we know Jesus Christ is the way, the truth and the life. You cannot get in through another door. You're a thief and a robber and a liar. And so it was just amazing to profess that there's no God like Jehovah, amen? And so, yeah, many people came to the Lord, but on the Saturday was the big, the big, the main event, I would say. And literally there were probably around a million people on the lawns of parliament. 
and it was amazing. And they were singing Amazing Grace. And there were, there were people that, there, there was a mixing pot of people. It was literally like Woodstock, but it was so profound because someone got up and quoted uh, the book of John, how the light shines the brightest in the darkness and the darkness cannot comprehend it. The darkness cannot comprehend the light of Jesus Christ. And so when we brought this baptismal tank, it was literally so strange because in the midst of about a million people, we had this one space, just enough room for a baptismal pool. And so we put this baptismal pool there. And you know, it was so amazing because in the morning I said, God, how are we gonna fill this baptismal pool with water? We tried to put it in the back of my truck. God has gifted me a gospel truck, hallelujah. We tried to put it in there, but it was too big for the back of the truck. So we went, okay, God, how are you gonna do this? In the morning, I saw in the realm of the Spirit, a water truck on the lawn of Parliament in the Spirit. You know, Todd talks about this, what, what we see, like that's what God is about to do, right? So I saw it in the realm of the Spirit. And so we just knew by faith that we would take this baptismal tank and we plonked it there and um, the boys were pumping this baptismal tank up. And as they were doing that, people were coming and coming. Like literally, I had people coming up to me and saying, what are you doing? Oh, this is a baptismal tank. Do you know Jesus? People were jumping into the boat. People. There was one little boy and he just wanted to play in the water. And as he was playing, his mother came up and I held her hands and I, and I talked to her about eternal salvation and repenting of her sins. Just automatically, she gave her life to Jesus. Amen. Two teenage girls came up to me and I started witnessing to them and both of them repented and received Jesus. And it was like, they just kept coming and coming and coming and coming in the midst of this chaotic freedom rally. Jesus Christ was getting all the glory. And so when we got it, um, the water, you know, the boys had these two um, 20 litre jugs and they kept running over to this tap out the front of the old parliament and running up the lawn and um, filling this thing. And it was just taking so long. And I was like, God, you have to do something. And before it was even full, one woman's like, I wanna be baptised. So we just had to like put her in there and then splash the water over her. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, as um, they finished at the stage, a water truck appeared. <laughs> so there we are looking at Parliament House and here comes this big giant water truck and the crowds are like, you know, moving out of the way and the water truck comes, fills the baptismal tank. Get this, then a man comes and he says to me, Jackie, this, this young man wants to be baptised. What had happened was an older man had been carrying a cross all day. The whole day he'd been carrying a cross through the crowd and he was exhausted. And a younger man who was not right with God actually said to him, can I help you and carry your cross? And he carried that cross and he didn't, he didn't know the Lord, but when he carried that cross, something happened. And he said, I wanna be baptised. So he gave his life to Jesus and he sat there for half an hour, he shook under the power of God in the baptismal tank. And I just had my hand on his head and he, this is what he kept saying. He was just shaking and shaking and weeping and weeping. 
And he kept, he kept saying, God, I want you to use me. God, I want you to use me. And I believe that this, and there's a picture, you can see I'm baptizing this man and Parliament House is in the background. And I believe God's about to do great things in this great Southland. And I believe the fear of the Lord is coming thick and strong and heavy. Our God can cause us to run through a troop. He can use us to, we can scale a wall. I've seen God move in the most powerful ways. And I just wanna say quickly, thank you for your prayers. By the grace of God, you know, our, the powers that be, said that I'm a threat and therefore they were not gonna let me back onto this home soil. But let me tell you, we are a threat to the darkness. We are a threat to the devil. And because of your prayers, I managed to get my way back into Australia because God is bigger than the government. I was not, I'm just gonna call it, I was not allowed on a plane. I sat there for a very long time at an airport in Sansibar, crying out to God and the prayers of the saints. Saints, honestly, people cried out and stood in the gap for me. God turned an Arab man's heart in the airport. He overrode the particulars that be, the powers that be, and I was therefore allowed to get on the plane. He overrode everything for me. God is bigger. He's so much bigger. And just quickly, sorry, I'm taking your time. You can have the mic whenever you want. <laughs> I've been watching you guys online. You don't understand what... I. In worship, I kept seeing stormtroopers. It was the army of God, but dressed in white. And you were all in this uh, like alignment and I could hear the roar and the usher of, of heaven and these stormtroopers. And you were all in array and I could see the dirt and the dust and I could see it was like the enemy was shrieking in the realm of the spirit and you were pushing back the decay, pushing back the darkness, pushing back the despair. And I feel like God wants to really minister to our hearts this morning to remind you that yes, this is a war. This is a war, but we know who wins the war. And we know that the blood of Jesus is more powerful than this realm, space, time or dimension. The horses prepare for the day of battle, but victory belongs to the Lord. Last year, so just, yeah, last year I saw, we went to um, Tanzania, in the space of three weeks, we won. Get this, we won 316,000 souls. We preached our lungs out on the back of gospel trucks. We hired these gospel trucks with CFAN, the Ministry of Christ for All Nations. We hired these gospel trucks with big speakers and we went out and we did like rallies, just constant rallies all day. We had like five or six outreaches every single day and we literally pounded the pavement of Tanzania. And we just saw soul after soul after soul receiving Jesus and working with the local churches. And then I went to America, back to uh, Orlando, and I was with Christ for All Nations. I helped uh, Evangelist Kalenda. I was running his outreaches for Nations Church. And we saw thousands of people receive Jesus on the streets. 
I was preaching a message of repentance. I cannot tell you how many times I was mocked to my face. If you have been mocked because you have stood there in the gap in the midst of adversity and stood there because you have believed that Jesus Christ will show up, rock up and blow up and move principalities and powers. I just wanna say to you, if you are carrying any sense of trauma from any sense of mockery, then cast it off. We must throw off everything that ensnares us and run the race with endurance, hallelujah. So running these outreaches, God made a way supernaturally for me to be there and to also help to run the next the next boot camp. So we raised up another 88 evangelists and it was so amazing. We took them to Nigeria and thank you for those who prayed because it was, it. you know, I would say Pakistan was like a walk in the park. Nigeria is a different ball game. They will come and they'll collect you and they will chop you up and they won't give, they won't care. They won't care and they'll do it for ransom and they won't give you back. So we had, you know, all of our teams. So I was a field leader. I was actually one of the city captains and it was amazing. But we had guys with big AK-47s and it was no joke. And uh, we just went out, we preached the gospel. We saw 239,000 souls, one to the Lord. (laughs) Hallelujah. People say to me, how can you do this? Like everything's shutting down, how can you do this? No, God is bigger than what's happening here right now. And I believe that I'm here, I'm here actually to raise up an army. And uh, we have um, some Christ for All Nations evangelists that are about to hit our shores. I believe as well that God's actually gonna open the gates to our nation. Um, In June, we're gonna be raising up 80 evangelists in New South Wales, but we're gonna send them out. And I believe that we're gonna raise up like a well-oiled harvesting machine that we're going into a battle, into an arraignment together, but I believe that we're gonna see a harvest. Amen? Amen. Um, what I, I, as, as Jackie's sharing, I just feel the atmosphere opening right up. The, the kingdom of heaven is so much bigger than the physical earth. And as Jackie's speaking, I can just feel that opening up. What I'm gonna do in a second, if we could put the pads on a sec, I, I just feel, this is the, the we, I, we'll speak on Jubilee soon, but I just feel we gotta go with, with how the whole, this is why it was alphabet soup, I didn't understand it. So, so basically what happens is that when you recognise that the Spirit of God is moving, it's, it's a good idea to yield. And, and I feel what I want Jackie to do is, uh, she's carrying a fire and she's carrying a, a, the zeal of the Lord and she's carrying a breaker anointing. And in a second, um, I'm just going to get us just to just invite the Holy Ghost and I'm going to get her to pray for you guys, you know, probably just by standing, raising, whatever, whatever, she, however she feels. But there's a, there is a bigness, there's a fire, there's a glory in this place. And you'll be shocked. One of the major things is this, we have to get our eyes off of ourselves. It says, fixing our eyes upon Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Let us run the race. So if we can put the pads on. And I just, just, just before, I'm going to just hand the microphone over to Jackie. Uh, uh, I just want you to put your hands out and just say, Holy Spirit, I just, I ask you to touch me. Holy Spirit, I ask you just for a second. I want you to pray in the Spirit, pray in tongues. I want you to just, just allow the Holy Spirit just to move in and through you. And then I want Jackie, she's just going to pray for people because I feel that there's something in the atmosphere corporately. That also too, for those people who are watching this live or watch the recording, I tell you what, 
God is doing something in the nation and in the nations, but we cannot yield to fear and darkness in Jesus' Name. So you start to pray in the Spirit. Come on, don't be shy. Start to let that the Spirit of God flow through you, out of your belly, out of your belly. Hallelujah. Thank You, Holy Ghost. Thank You, Holy Ghost. Thank You, Holy Ghost. Thank You, Holy Ghost. Don't hold back. Hallelujah. You're not in the movies. Praise God. You can make a bit of noise. Thank You, Lord. There we go. There we go. There we go. There's a fire in this place. There are mantles. There are mantles. Breakers to break heaviness and depression, infirmity, tiredness, fatigue. Holy. Just keep lifting up your voices. If you feel like you've had so much despair on you and you want to break free from that, if you feel like the oppression of the season has been overwhelming and you can't comprehend what's happening, but you know God's going to show up and you need Him to show up. And what I saw was like, you know, a yielding to the Holy Spirit within you. I saw the Holy Spirit within you burning with a hunger and a passion and a desire to see the glory of God and to see an outbreak of the Holy Spirit. And I saw the fire of God shut up within your bones. And so if you wanna see God of the breakthrough, God of the breakout break forth, then I invite you to stand because your breakthrough is now. Your breakthrough is today. Thank You, Lord. Thank You. Let's look to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy set before Him, for the joy set before Him, He endured the cross. And that's what He wants to give us. He wants to give us endurance for the race. He wants to give us perseverance for the race. He wants to give us that updraft of the Holy Spirit, like a wind beneath our wings. Ha, ha. And I believe there's a cry in your heart. And there's also a shout. So Lord, we look to You. And we, we, we yield to You, Father. We yield to You, Lord. You cause us to run through a troop. And Lord, we wanna run through that troop. Nothing can stop You, Father. Nothing can block You. We will not be intimidated. We will not back down. I release the vengeance of our God upon our nation. I release right now the fear of the Lord upon this land. I thank You, Lord God, for the rising of an army, for the clarion call of true freedom, the true freedom and the liberty of Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Saviour, our Redeemer. So Lord, release right now the stormtroopers. I want you to decree, I'm a stormtrooper for Jesus. We're gonna say this after, after three. After three, we're gonna say, I'm a stormtrooper for Jesus. Ready? One, two, three. I'm a stormtrooper for Jesus. 
This is God's army. We're the army of God. So I pray right now for an uprising of the saints. I pray, Lord, for the deliverers. Lord, I release right now power in our inner being, Lord God. Woe is me if I don't preach the Gospel. You tell Him, tell the hordes of hell, woe is me if I do not preach the Gospel. Let's say that together after three. One, two, three. Woe is me if I do not preach the Gospel. The Lord's breaking off mindsets right now. Some of you are gonna feel that lift off your head. I saw it was like this clasp. We've been feeling this pressure and I saw the Lord lift like an open heaven. And it was literally like this oppression coming off of you. If you're feeling that, just put your hand on your forehead and just tell Him, I receive, I receive. I break off oppression, I break off depression, I break off that tension, I break off the restriction, I break off that Jezebelic spirit that causes you to second guess yourself, that causes you to shrink back. I break off the spirit of fear and I release triumph. I release the victory of the blood. I release the victory of the cross. There's no more hiding. There's no more fear. And I thank You, Father, that You're gonna move in power through each and every one of these people's lives at the sound of my voice that you're gonna see the Deliverer, the Restorer, that you are the Freedom Fighters and God's Stormtroopers in this hour. You're a faithful army. This house is a faithful house. And you're a faithful, faithful, faithful people. And so Lord, I pray right now for healing of hearts. And I feel like God's saying you have God-sized dreams. You have God-sized dreams. If you have God-sized dreams, He's the one. He's watching over His Word right now to perform it based on your yes, based on your agreement. So Lord, we release breakthrough. We release the triumphal sound of the victory of heaven. And I decree over this great Southland that the enemy is defeated. Amen. Grab your, grab your communion, grab your communion. We're gonna, about to close. Holy Ghost, wow. Impartation's real, impartation's real. Paul says he desires eagerly to come and visit them in Rome to impart a spiritual gift. But there's something about this impartation through communion. And I just feel this morning, is that I think we're going to unpack what Jubilee is, but Jubilee is heaven's economy encountering a fallen, dark, broken earth and completely overcoming it with love, joy, provision and overflow. And we have to be aware, we have to have a Jubilee mindset because either we yield to the demonic, the circumstances and our feelings, or we 
believe the good news of the Gospel. We believe the good news and it's not good news. God created the universe and He said it was good. I mean, there are, we can put a lot more superlatives. I don't think you could come up with enough hyperbole or exaggeration in regards to that. And the equivalent is the good news. Oh my gosh, He takes ashes and can make something a thing of beauty. That's called a spirit of resurrection. That's called creative miracles. And so what you're holding in your hand is the point of contact that God used to buy you back, to buy you back. And when you receive it in faith, you qualify. You qualify. And the work, and in John, they said, Jesus, show us the works to do that we may work them. And He said, here's the work, believe. So what you've got in your hand is the point of contact with Jubilee and the heaven invading your inner world and then invading the external world through your inner world. And that's what you're holding in your hands. Jesus says, do this often, do this often. So I'm gonna pray blessing and impartation and I want you to partake. But it says, rejoice in the Lord always. And if in case you forgot, again, I say rejoice. There's something about putting on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Lord, I thank You for communion. I thank You for Your sacrifice. I thank You speaking through uh, the worship this morning. I thank You, Lord, for revival. And it says, prophesy like it is done. And we thank You for the Word of faith. So right now with this communion, we thank You for impartation of life and light. It says the entrance of Your Word brings light. So let the communion this morning be quickened to turn the lights on to see that people already have their inheritance and to live out of it and to disciple the nations. Blessed in Jesus' Name, Amen. Amen. Praise God.